Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast. It's open mic night for sketch. We cold read comedy sketches. Then we discuss how they were written. Here to host the show, I'm Harrison. I'm Tyler. And I'm Keely. In this week's episode, we store some items with a family we can trust. Then we learn a family secret that just might make you cry. Finally, we attend a very funny dinner party. Then we hijack the rip plane in search of our cabin. And stick around to the end for a fun writing prompt to inspire your own writing. With us on the podcast today. Lauren Palazzolo, she, her. Malika Jules, she, her. Ryan W., he, him. All right, you all ready to goof? Sure yeah. am. Oh, yeah. 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 Welcome to the show, Malika. Welcome. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. It's your first yeah. time on. I know, I can't. I've been hearing great things about it. Oh, we're well, we're lucky to have you. Uh, yes, you are. The streets are talking. The streets are talking. Ooh. I think a buzz was a word I heard. Oh, wow. There's a buzz about us? Yeah. In the comedy version of page six. Yes. Are we yeah. trending? Yes, you are. <laughs> Lauren, how you been since last time you were on? It's been a minute. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been pretty good. I've been, uh, learning how to edit video in mm. Premiere Pro. Congrats. It is both a soul sucking journey, but also when you get an end product, you're like, oh, I did that. So yeah. I've seen some of your work. It's great. You're it's <laughs> mediocre. It's like, you're very nice for saying that, but it is mediocre. So <laughs> Mediocre is mediocrity is the foundation of greatness. Maybe I can fail up. Speaking of greatness, we got some great sketches tonight. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, what a segue! <laughs> Our first sketch today is Saf Keep by Lauren Palazzolo. Brian will be played by Ryan W. Marcus will be played by Tyler Chick. Ryan will be played by Harrison Merck, and Dandelion will be played by Julie Anastasia. <laughs> Interior staff keep storage day. The owner of the store, Brian, is wearing pleated pants and a polo with the store logo on it. He has a pot belly. He's behind the counter as Marcus, a customer, walks in. Hi, I'm Brian. How can I help you? Hi, is this safe keep storage? No, this is staff keep storage, where we left off the E and passed the savings down to you. Safe keep storage is located across the street and it definitely doesn't have bigger units than this place. Oh, these businesses aren't related? No, Safekeep Storage is owned by my brother, Ryan. We have a fierce sibling rivalry. Your name is Brian and your brother's name is Ryan? Yes, uh, hence the sibling rivalry. Okay, I just need to store stuff. Yeah, we have huge units here at Safekeep. Brian picks up an iPad to complete Marcus's questionnaire. Just need to ask you a few questions. Are you storing any large items? No. Any oversized items? No. Isn't that the same thing as a large item? Leave the size and classifications to me. Some in the industry refer to me as a size king. I don't think that means what you think it means. Brian types words on his iPad and hands Marcus the keys. You're in storage unit 27. It's pretty huge. I only work with huge units. I'm the only one in the industry that really knows how to handle huge units properly. A long pause. <laughs> okay. Marcus takes the keys and is about to walk out of the store to a storage unit, but Ryan enters. Dun, dun, dun. Whoa, cowboy. 
You're not seriously <laughs> considering storing your stuff in this teensy-weensy joint, are you? Yes. This place is T-I-N-Y small. How dare you? My units have more girth than your units. Nobody cares about girth. It's all about length. So people can store long things like skis and ski poles. Come on over to Safkeep Storage, brah, and luxuriate in length. I'm actually not sure if you guys are still talking about storage units. <sighs> of course we are. What in the hell else would we be talking about? Penises? What? Oh, I can see that. Sir, if you want the biggest in the business, you've come to the right place. Come on, Brian. We all know you're not a shower, you're a grower. And you haven't grown your business enough to offer units as large as mine. Admit it. Brian begins to cry and dramatically runs to the office in the back of the store, knocking over a display on the way. A long pause. Brian collects himself and comes back to the front of the store. All right, Ryan, take him. There are plenty of other fish in the sea. I've already completed the questionnaire. Brian rushes up to Marcus and puts his finger up to his lips in the shh motion. Shh, don't speak. I know what you're thinking. And I don't need your reasons. Don't tell me because it hurts. <laughs> okay, this is actually really uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm leaving. As Marcus is about to walk out of the store, a woman, Dandelion, walks in. She's very hippie and sensual. Oh, great. It's our little sister. What do you want, Dandelion? Wait, Ryan, Brian, and Dandelion? Yeah, our parents were like poets or whatever. <laughs> Are you like storing stuff here? I was, but then things got weird. <laughs> I have a storage business, too. It's called Sa Keep Storage. It's really sexy. Okay. Do you like want to come to my sexy storage place and store your big stuff in my cute, juicy unit? Marcus is picking up what she's putting down. Maybe? Is that what she means? He doesn't care. Marcus and Dandelion walk out. Oh, I hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving down, I don't know, somewhere in Hollywood, and there's a place that is called Safkeep, S-A-F Keep Storage. And I was like, Safkeep, we can spring for the E. Why, why leave the E off? It's so random. And then I was like, well, this would be an idea for a stupid sketch. And so when I originally wrote the sketch, I wrote it as like, Brian and Ryan had a sibling rivalry where Ryan was like the cool one <clears throat> and Brian was the square. And so that was kind of like the back and forth. And then when I sat down to do the rewrite and incorporate some notes I got from the first time um, the sketch was read in a different group. Um, I was like, oh, well, I have this thing where he's talking about the units. And I was like, this would be kind of funny if it was like, you know, a unit penis they're like talking about units and i'm like i think that's funnier um so then i just went with that it's super funny i like the like i like the double entendre a lot uh the names thing is funny and i just want to like i just want to speak to this like one little piece of justification that you have that i like so much uh which is where it gets framed that 
Brian has a brother named Ryan. And then uh, Brian is like, hence the sibling rivalry. Like, which, so like the sibling rivalry is coming from the names. Uh, and I feel like I would love to hear this idea of like, yeah, our names are too close together. We're sharing too many letters. So that's why we fight. Because you also have the same thing happening with the safe keep, saf keep, sock keep oh, yeah, storage thing. Yeah. Where like they're sharing letters and their rivalry is sort of like coming from that. Uh, you also said something really funny just now when you were saying they couldn't spring for the E in safe keep. Uh, which I love. And it'd be so funny if like because they share all these letters in their names that they were like trying to see who could who could like literally afford to have all the letters from safe <laughs> first. Uh, I got I, my business application in first. I beat you. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's something funny here with like the names are like the core of the, the reason for the rivalry. And I think that like because of the business names you have, you've got so much to play with there. Uh, but I think everything you have is so funny. I love that you just dropped those lyrics in. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant writing. Thank you. Uh, I noticed the one section um, after Brian runs out crying. Brian says, uh, all right, Ryan, take him. There are plenty of other fish in the sea. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is kind of mapping into like a love triangle. So I thought that might be an interesting direction to go. That it's like a little broader than just the double entendres, but like it's as if they're in a love triangle without even but they just met, you know, in that situation. But they make it really dramatic as if they're like, as if Marcus needs to choose between them in a like declar declaration of love type of thing. Marcus just isn't looking for a long-term storage solution right now. He only <laughs> yeah. needs short term yeah. and we offer short term. Look, I can be casual. I can be casual. Yeah, we can do a short term contract month to month. Brian, we all know you can't do casual. You've always had long relationships. It's just you. Look, when I get into a business relationship, I commit to it. Yeah. Right. You can't all do week to week contracts, Brian. <laughs> and that's what's so fun about this sketch. It's like there's there's something underneath all of this. That civil rivalry, civil rivalry is really um coming through in a real subconscious way. It's like it's I don't know. I, I could relate. I was like, oh, okay. And I, I you know me, I love I love a I love to relate anything to to a penis. So <laughs> <laughs> this is working for me on various levels. <laughs> I'm just looking for someone who wants to store something for maybe even a couple hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes max. Yeah. I love how confident, like matter of fact, Brian is at the beginning. And then as soon as Ryan comes on the scene, he does turn into this like emotionally unstable, like child like he like kind of rescinds into who he was as a kid being like bullied by ryan because we see him like just <laughs> running to the back of the store and like knocking something over and then i love a long pause like everyone's just standing at the front like while he's like having his moment and then he collects himself and comes back and then <laughs> I, my other favorite moment in the action lines is when he puts his finger up to marcus's lips and goes shh <laughs> so yeah. funny the visuals. I also love Dandelion very much. 
I just think that she just brings another <laughs> a layer of the family dynamic. I just think I would not have known that the parents were poets had been <laughs> with her hippified self and her sexy storage, which I just I thought it was really fun. Obviously, she's winning all the storage with her sexiness and her dandelion <laughs> flower names and the brothers are left to fight amongst themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a whole different energy. It's, like, it's a whole different energy. I'm not, Daddy. I'm not choosing between you two if this is the other. Right. <laughs> How dare you? My units have more girth than your units. Up next, we have Tell Me About Your Family by Malika Jules. Blossom will be paid, played by Julie Anastasia. Mo will be played by Lauren Palazzolo. And Waiter will be played by Taylor Chick. Interior, fancy restaurant, evening. Blossom and Mo sit across from each other, doting. Very hopeful, yet somehow boring. You know, you're the type of woman I could see myself spending a lot of time with. Oh, Mo. I feel the same. I know it's only our second date, but I just want to know more about you. I placed the order. My surprise. Oh, fun. Ask me anything. The waiter brings a glass of water. I love water. Room temperature, too. I can feel it rejuvenating my cells. Nice. You have amazing cells. Tell me about your family. Oh, yes. (laughs) They're a wild bunch of hard-headed tubers. Okay, yeah. Totally tubular, dude. I get it. Yep. My little brother. So annoying. I feel that way about my little sister. Exactly. He's so tiny and puny and (laughs) he can barely pack a punch. She lightly punches Mo in the arm. Be nice, big sis. (laughs) Okay, okay. I would be, but he stinks, especially when you cut him. She playfully wields a knife. They laugh. He's a stinky little shallot. Oh, poor guy. He'll grow out of it. No, he was born like that. More giggles. The waiter brings bread. Ooh, I love bread. What about your mom? Oh, she's a real pearl. Very delicate with translucent skin. The fairest of them all. Oh, she sounds beautiful. She is. My dad loves her a bunch. He's a lucky man. The luckiest. Tell me about him. Well, I... I'd rather not. Why not? What's wrong? Well, he's just... (laughs) So big. And so complicated with so many layers. And depending on the season, he can be sweet or bitter, mild or bold. A strong father figure. That's rare today. You are lucky. That's true. He is stronger than most, but but he makes me cry. Oh no, that's awful. And he's always been that way. No matter what I say or what I do, no matter how you dice it, he always leaves me in tears. Oh, Blossom, I'm so sorry. I just never know how to feel. Everyone is so different. Sometimes it's hard to see how we're related. I'm different from the whole bunch. She softly weeps. Don't cry. It's okay. I carry a picture of them all and look at it when I need to remember my roots. She cries some more. 
She takes out her phone and looks at the picture. She shows it to Mo. It's a portrait of, a, of Blossom flanked by a big yellow onion, a little white pearl onion, and a shallot. Oh, they're on chip. A waiter approaches with their meal. Blossom cries a lot. Two onion soups and fajitas with extra grilled onions. Blossom sniffles and looks at the food. <laughs> oh my God, Dad! No! Mo looks on in horror. How did I miss that? Murderer! She slices his arm with the knife. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Let's talk about that I have a lot of friends who are like vegan and vegetarian. And I remember when we were like teenagers, the whole reason um, to becoming a vegetarian was like animals feel pain and they're alive. And what about their offspring? And I'd be like, well, what about the plants? I was always like the plants have feelings and they're alive. So this is kind of me imagining, you know, what a plant's life might look like if they were walking about us and trying to go on dates. <laughs> Also, I just was like, there's so many types of onions. Like, how can you ignore the humanity in this? <laughs> I know the shallots and the green onions are beefing about who's got the most flavor. <laughs> so it's just I, I, being silly, just a silly, just being a silly gal. Super, super fun. I mean, it's very silly. It's very simple. It's like mm-hmm. a really, really fun. You did a, such a good job of mining all of the like, the like listed uh, puns for this game, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it's amazing how well you like tilled that comic ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was kind of an exercise uh, in pun writing for me. It was an exercise because I tend to kind of stray away from those things. Um, but I, I, this one, I was like, let me delve into it only because for me, whereas I'm like, oh, this is kind of, I might feel like it's, I'm like, oh, this is cliche. Who would have, anybody could think of that, think of this, but I also recognize in comedy the need to kind of make things accessible to people so that everybody can understand. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if you don't understand onions, then you don't get to watch a sketch. Like everybody <laughs> understands onions. Yeah, this is a sketch for onion people. <laughs> yeah, it's like come on. Even if you hate onions, you know why you hate them. Mm. <laughs> so, just playing around with that, having fun, and and you know, uh, and and writing it, and 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 my, I think for me, what was difficult with this one was keeping it simple hmm. you know because yeah, sure. you know like keep, like i was like i need i want to just hone in i want to work on writing you know keeping my my game tight and i was like well the surprise here is that is going to be that she's from an onion family and she's the oddball human and she's out here trying to live her human life but her <laughs> onion family and her onion background just keep posing putting up walls and making it hard for her <laughs> she can't find love yeah this was a journey <laughs> Uh, I, I wasn't sure what was going on at first. Um, and so for me, my experience of it was the first unusual thing was, um, the exchange about cells and then hard-headed tubers. I was like, Oh, is the game using unconventional descriptors to describe people? Um, so that's where my head was at. Um, the reveal is fun, but I kind of just wish I knew that her family was onions the whole time like mm-hmm. she could just say it up top i think um and still you'd still get to play the game with the wordplay game if you wanted to take it that way well i like that because it's almost like if she were to say just straight up like my no my family's onions 
you wouldn't believe her. I come from onions. And then he'll be like, oh, well, I come from corn. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that isn't just to build off what Tyler said. I feel yeah. like if there's some moments where Mo is like, Wow, I love I love this weird way you describe things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Blossom could be like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. There's just a few exchanges like, "You have such an interesting way of talking." Yeah, uh, yeah, I love that. Because I, I agree, there's that. like there's just some moments where I was just like, a person talking about their brother in these terms mm-hmm. is deeply unusual. But it's like, but once we get to the reveal, it's like, oh, that's like it's right. so clear. And I'd love to just hear some moments where Mo is like your main thing about your brother's that he's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like how small exactly? Yeah. Cause there's such a fun thing going on here where they're both being so deferential because it's this like first date, you know, like, uh-huh, right, being like right, right. Oh my God. Yes. I love this weird thing about you. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love that. What type of onion is blossom? That. So, like, I don't think Blossom's an onion. I oh, think she's a regular Blossom, person. I think Blossom is the human in an onion family. Oh. Which is like, it's, it's like, so when I guess she, when she takes out the picture, it's like yeah. she's the human and she's <laughs> surrounded by onions. Now, how that happens, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> how she ends up that way, I'm not sure. Maybe you can also add something in there of her, like, like Mo is like, we have um interesting aroma and she's like oh i'm sorry i'm arrived hang out with onions all day so that's what you're smelling (laughs) yeah i'm like maybe it would be fun if she was adopted by onions and raised by onions that's why so were you adopted no why would you ask that (laughs) (laughs) you were hanging out with onions all day oh you're a cook Right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, just a normal day. Mom, mom was I adopted? <laughs> but he stinks, especially when you cut him. Next up, we have Cuisinart by Harrison Merck. David will be played by Ryan W. Emily will be played by Malika Jules. Maria will be played by Lauren Palazzolo. And Frank will be played by Tyler Chick. Interior, dining room, day. David, he, him, Emily, she, her, and Maria, she, her, sit at a dining table. There's a beautiful china cabinet behind David. So, David, Emily tells me you do stand-up comedy? Yeah, I do satire news, sketch, improv, comic strips. I'm a comedy artist. Frank comes in with a big homemade pizza. Pizza time. You should tell us a joke. It's not really. uh, You kind of need an audience. Well, we're an audience. Frank puts the pizza down and runs out. David sits in silence. Frank comes back with a Cuisinart pizza cutter. Come on, Emily's new boyfriend. Tell us a joke. David's on the spot. He goes to talk, but no words come out. Mom, that's enough. He's not a joke machine. Dad, his name is David. All right, Emily, sweetie. Would you like to cut the pie? Emily grabs the cutter and cuts away. David watches. Hey, Cuisinart. (laughs) Everyone stops and looks at David. More like, uh, (laughs) queef and fart. What? Emily, what? At the table? No, no, Mrs. Leone, it's a joke. Like how you asked me to tell a joke? Oh. 
I get it. Queef and fart. Oh, I see. Like Cuisinart. Emily shoots David a look. Like the brand of the pizza cutter. Yes, I get it. Queef and fart. Queef and art. So, Emily, how are finals? Oh, so long. I like basically didn't sleep last week. David was just like brewing me coffee constantly. Oh, that's so sweet, David. It was my pleasure. And I just want to say that my joke was a commentary on the brand name of the pizza cutter. Sort of a look at how brands and businesses are these new age consumerist deities. David, it's fine. We're past it. Well, that went right over my head. Very funny, David. Can you pass the soda, Dave? David passes the soda. Ah, RC Cola. Thanks. More like fart pee cola, right? David laughs. No one else does. I love RC Cola. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me too, Frank. Don't we all? That's kind of what I'm getting at with my fart pee cola joke slash commentary. The truth I'm speaking to, if you will, brands like RC Cola are God now. And by calling it fart pee cola, I'm pointing out how ridiculous that is while also making a point about censorship. God? Wow, you college kids. Right. Uh, Fart and pee soda. Mom, (laughs) how's Brasco? Oh, thank you for asking. His leg is healing well and he's put on weight for the winter. I just worry he gets lonely in that stable. Your mother loves that horse. Aren't there other horses in the stable? Trinket died. David chuckles. (laughs) And Steamboat lives in the Auburn's house now because they couldn't afford the stable fees. David laughs out loud. Maria looks at Frank unsettled. Uh, What's so funny about Brasco being lonely, Dave? (laughs) Just think of a horse being lonely. What would it do? (laughs) Its face is already so long. (laughs) Would it stomp its little hooves around? Uh, when I'm lonely, I usually look at my phone. A horse would just break a phone. Am I right? <laughs> wow. Lonely horse. That is an unusual thing. Brasco got really depressed last winter. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight. This is real. Oh, I'm not laughing at Brasco. I'm laughing at the idea of a... <laughs> A depressed horse. (laughs) I understand why you don't find this funny, but it is a comedy gold. Excuse me, I'm going to pee my pants if I don't relieve myself. (laughs) David gets up and slips into the china cabinet. He tries to catch himself a bunch of times, but just keeps falling. He breaks everything and is very hurt. Everyone laughs. Oh, wow, David, you are so funny. (laughs) Look, so funny, this guy. He's bleeding a lot. Everyone laughs. They laugh and laugh. Emily realizes something is wrong. David! Come here, Emily. Come close. I'm dying. Before I go, I need to tell you. I don't think physical humor is funny. You're all dumb for laughing at my fall. David dies in Emily's arms. His body farts. Everyone laughs. laughs.
<laughs> How dare you submit this when Keith's not here? <laughs> I wrote this around the time of like Alfredo and uh, <laughs> Fuck Mountain, you know, in that era. Uh, fine, the fine works, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's pretty, it's pretty, it's from a while ago. It's probably about a year old at this point. Uh, I made this joke when someone had a Cuisinart thing in front of me one time. I said, more like queef and fart. Uh, and I, and I was, I hated that I said it. Uh, and then you actually also, uh, my least favorite thing about me is that one thing I do is that I'm really pretentious about comedy. Uh, it's like uh probably the worst thing i do uh so i decided to have this character lean into that when they got embarrassed um and this is what happened i i placed the china cabinet on page one without knowing what exactly would happen with it um and i got to kill him with it so it was fun i do like that you ended it with a fart because a fart mm. is always funny. Mm-hmm. A fart is always funny. It's yeah, always, always it's always funny. It never mm. lets you down either. <laughs> uh, so relatable. I could watch yeah. four pages of this David character, like just commenting on horses. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Him like yeah. painting this picture of like horses being lonely. Their faces are already so long. <laughs> right. Okay. So I will say I did this to somebody and I feel bad about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Where someone was talking about their horse being lonely and I fucking laughed out loud. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <laughs> did you um like intend for david like is this actually his type of humor or is this him like cracking under the pressure of like trying to be funny mm-hmm. and just saying the first thing that comes to mind i think david's a funnier guy than this sketch would give him credit for but in general i'd say that like he probably has funny jokes like he's probably like actually okay at like writing comedy or doing stand-up or whatever but like in this particular moment, he's more wrapped up with like being embarrassed and like fixing that stuff than he is with actually being funny. I think um, he needs to like be like, no, those aren't. Yeah. I, I promise I have better yeah. jokes. I just I need an audience. Yeah. I need to be on a stage for them to happen. I think he should just beat him up, beat himself up a little bit more when he says when he makes these like cheap jokes. Yeah, I love the idea of like, especially in a moment where he's like trying to defend the like intellectual merit of the last joke he make, being like, look, I know the queef and fart one wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> like describing the types of audiences that like would be really amused by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this guy, Keith, on this podcast <laughs> that I listen to. This would have killed. <laughs> this is new material. <laughs> uh, usually I try these jokes out first in front of an audience, but I didn't get to do that because I just thought of it. <laughs> right. He's like, well, I just wrote it. So <laughs> right, do that thing like, where you get the laugh off being like, well, I'm still working that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then having um then having Frank be like, oh, so this is your improv? And him being like, no, improv is so different. 
<laughs> Did I get us a one word suggestion at any point? Right. <laughs> More like fart pee cola, right? Oh my god. Uh hey everybody, I need to I need to just um talk to you about something real quick. Whoa, what's going on? I know this is usually the time in the episode where um we climb aboard the rift plane and we fly to fun destinations and and see where our imaginations take us with our with our rift captain. Um but last week the rift captain took uh barbiturates and uh amphetamines <laughs> and um, amphetamines wait a sec uh everybody keith is calling me right now <laughs> oh my god i'm taking <laughs> this take this call wait Please hello take this call. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> hey i'll just um i'm uh oh, excuse me um uh, I, I seem to have gotten the rift train, uh, the rift, damn it, in a bit of a pickle. I, uh, I seem to be caught uh, in this town of Lancaster in the middle of my plane. And I just, uh, I wanted to say, uh, uh, hey, happy, I'm sorry, I couldn't be there for your birthday. Uh, uh, go on without me. I'm going to be a minute. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much, Brief Captain. We really appreciate you calling and letting us know what's up. We'll we'll treat the plane well. Oh, oh thank thank you. So yeah, you was my spare. Uh, it, I I trust you enough uh, with my. Uh, oh geez, uh, it's hard getting a plane uh, off of uh, into and out of streets. Um, it. Uh, I'm so proud of you, and that comes as a proud man. Uh, that with you to the bank. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> hey, uh, thanks, Ruth Happy birthday. Stay humble. This is a green light shit. I mean, I mean, <laughs> happy birthday. I'll see you next uh, week. Sounds okay? good. Thank, thanks, Ruth Captain. <laughs> Great. Catch ya. All right. Bye. 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 We're not on the curb. What the fuck are you <laughs> Whoa, the roof cabin seems to be in a real pickle, but that's oh nice of him to God. call in. <laughs> all right, well, why don't you just, why don't we all just get in the riff plane and we'll, we'll riff and we'll see what happens. So just in case anyone's not familiar with uh, typical sports commentary, there's normally one person who is like the play-by-play hype announcer and then the other person who gives like, uh, and like is more analytic and gives like the you know, what the players Whoa. are thinking or like something like that, more background stuff. So I was watching a monster truck rally <laughs> and <laughs> they were doing the same thing. No. And so they had like a real technical guy and I thought that was funny on its own. But, and then I just like thought it'd be funny if he would like get upset that like the crowd was hyping up like a big crash or something like that. Or when something went wrong and a car turned over and he's like, Ooh, that's not supposed to go that way. And that, so. <laughs> you know, my least favorite thing about this sport is that the crowd just loves to see mayhem and destruction, but there's a real <laughs> yeah. technique to this. <laughs> Bigfoot is upside down. A person could be hurt. <laughs> I wonder if you could always are also like map onto it. Like, 
well, you know, this driver was the sixth pick in the draft to be on this team. And he's really got something to prove. And he, he, he drives with a chip on his shoulder. You can tell. <laughs> As a reminder to our viewers, uh, these drivers have lives outside of the track. OK, they're not just here to drive monster trucks. They have lives. Yeah. These aren't entertainers. These aren't clowns, everybody. They're, <laughs> they're artists. They're athletes. <laughs> Absolutely. They're athletes, yeah. I was going to say, just, I love this angle of this commentator, like, trying to legitimize this as, like, a sport that deserves to be respected and isn't just, like, a free-for-all for, like, giant trucks and, like, isn't just mm -hmm. something to hype up the crowd, like everyone's been saying. So, like, commenting on, like, the importance of, like, the pH balance of the soil, of the track, and, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> just like the aerodynamics and the physics of like the jumps off of the off of the ramps and stuff. Are you uh right, I can see the the announcer being like uh like talking about when he used to be a monster truck driver. Like I feel like sports yeah. announcers do that all the time yeah, when yeah. I used to play. Uh yeah. but like talking about the psychological effects of like the technique. Uh, a lot of these drivers, their marriages do not work out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I when I see the monster trucks, like the wheels are so big. Like just for me, I'm like, God, those wheels are humongous. Like I'm like, when you get out of the monster truck and you get back into your car, how small of a person do you feel? Like, do you feel that you've been demoted? You know what I mean? Like you were just on a seven foot wheel. Now you're down here with the rest of us. You know how does it really? How does it really affect your self esteem? <laughs> the commentators just talk yeah. about how big the wheels are. <laughs> that was a great run. And those wheels are so big. Am I right? Like really big. We're gonna see how the Punisher does on this run because last week he got out of the car in front of the whole audience and they all saw how teeny he was. And right. let me tell you, from my days driving, that's a real it's really a psychological effect on you. So we'll see how he does this week after the whole audience seeing him next to his big wheels. <laughs> Bigfoot is upside down. A person could be hurt. It looks like the plane's starting to rev up, y'all. I like the riffs. Whoa. Uh, maybe we should... Maybe if we get going, it'll, it'll bring us to our riff cap. So I was at a Super Bowl party last week, and... Um, it's a, my friend throws a Super Bowl party every year that is not a quarantine year and it's called girls and gays. No, like <laughs> we're here to watch the commercials and like do the Super Bowl halftime show. And so there was a guy who was at the Super Bowl party and I'd never met him before. And he was going around, like introducing himself to everyone and like talking with friends that he knew that were there. And then he was like, okay. I need to leave now because there's another Super Bowl party that I have to go to. I'm getting a divorce. Did I tell you I was getting a divorce? I'm getting a divorce. And I need to make sure that our friends are my friends post-divorce. So I have to go campaign to, uh. for myself in this other party. So it was nice meeting everybody. Don't be friends with my ex-husband. Be friends with me. And I'll see you all later. And I was like, oh my God. This. And then he left. And then he, like the sun was kind of setting and I guess it looked nice. And so he's stopped in the middle of the street and made his friend who was with him, like take a photograph of oh. him for Instagram. <laughs> and so I was like, this would be a funny sketch if it's someone who's like campaigning 
to retain friends from the relationship. The first thing I want to say about this is I can't imagine why this person's being getting divorced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to leave him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this person was going around the a party that they were at, like giving out stickers, like or like pins, like oh, team yeah. Brett or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was Brett, gonna say like an actual divorce. presidential yeah. debate. Yeah. Like set up yeah. for for a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. why you should stay oh, my friend. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes, that's so funny. Like a TV ad spot, like the hit the hit ads for hit against your opponent. Mm-hmm. Be like, David didn't bring anything to the potluck <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, when I went to Sarah and Adam's wedding and said that uh, Colin was sick, he wasn't. He didn't want to come. I would love to hear from the friends at some point so that they can just be like, we were going to be friends with both of you, but now we don't want to be friends with either of you. <laughs> <laughs> they're, going, they're going third party. Third party? <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Let, we got the plane moving. We got it's it's in the air, but it looks like we just have just enough riff gas to get to assignment station. <laughs> We're gonna have to glide her in. Looks like we safely glided down to assignment station. We didn't really think of a way to end that one. We did it. Sketchies, the assignment this week is a running theme from this episode. It's family. Uh, people say that the best stories are family stories. Well, sometimes the best sketches are family sketches. Uh, you know, maybe it's a family dinner. Maybe it's a funeral. Maybe it's a holiday spent together. Uh, maybe the family is onions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> family sketches. That's the assignment for this week. All right. Let's do some writer's plugs. Mike, anything you want to... Plug. I'm a stand-up, so I uh, I'll be back hitting those clubs in March, doing uh, sets all around Los Angeles. And if you follow me on IG, you'll see some of the fun stuff I've got coming out this year. Got a little web series, a little documentary. But I'm in, I'm editing ten hours a day like a mad woman right now. So you know I can't wait to be dropping some of these things during summer. But if you want to know things like what I ate for lunch or how I bullshit at work, then you can follow me on IG. What's the handle on Instagram? Oh, of course you're gonna need that. The handle is at Malika Jules. That's M A L A I K A Jules J U L E S. All right. Follow like it, y'all. All right, that's all for us, friends. Thank you to all the participants and to the Jeff Powers for the music you've heard, and also a big thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to sketchysketchsketch.com. And while you're there, check out our support tab and click Patreon and get some exclusive merch and exclusive content. Be the ultimate sketchy. And if you're like... Hey, I'm funny. I want to submit a sketch. Email us at sketchysketchpod at gmail.com and you could get your sketch on the show. And feel free to reach out to us. If one of the sketches you've heard made you feel some type of way or you want to give some love to the writer, hit up our website where there's a place to do just that. 
As always, if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends, check us out on socials, check out our classes, subscribe, give us five stars on whatever you're listening on. And that's all for us today, everybody. Uh, we love you and we want to marry you. All of you. We want to marry you. Please. Will you marry us? Can There's you? a ring right here. Say it's yes a, to the dress. We've got an apartment all is, picked out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a dog. <laughs> for you. Woof. Now we're a family. I'm going to be late for family dinner. Okay, bye. Thank you very much.